Hey everybody. Hi. This is the Balls in Your Court podcast, episode 12 with nice. Maddie. And Kat. We are actually in a new location today. We are doing the podcast from Kat's room. I know. If the acoustics might be different, that's why. But maybe in a good way, because this is actually a kind of a trial, because um, we're going to be doing the podcast from here most of the time, yeah. as uh, in July, I'm going to be moving into Kat's house. Wahoo! Woo! We're going to be roomy. Well, not roomies, because we're not. We won't be sharing a bed. No, we won't be sharing a room. We will be sharing the house. Yes. Um, I will be in a different room. Um, me and the Cleo are going to oh, be moving in, I'm which so is excited. really fun. We are, Kat and I actually, uh, Kat just gave me a house tour, which was nice. I mean, I have been here once before, but. Um, it was good to kind of get the lay of the land. And yeah, I showed you the toilet that's outside ooh. that no one wants to go to. So there's there's you know a proper bathroom here. This isn't this isn't a Victorian era, but um, there's also an a kind of outer door toilet, which is gross. The outhouse is gross. It's like grosser than camping toilets. I d- like it. Yeah, I think it's the iron that makes the toilet bowl look pretty. Mm. Um, that color. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think we'll other... be using it. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. It's the type of toilet then when someone's in the toilet in like the shower and do you think they're going to be a bit of a while and you just you don't have a choice you need to go right there right then yeah um it's it's the option yeah it's the option it could be cleaned yeah it, it could, could be we yeah. probably could zhuzh it up yeah we could take out the cobwebs yes you could well, that would we be could, essential because i evict, hate spiders yeah we could evict them yeah i think so yeah they're not welcome in there they're i don't not. like spiders they're not take them out i like that you have a bath because i am a big fan of baths do you like baths I fucking love baths yeah they're very I find good for though, my mental health. Okay, so I find that sometimes if I have a bath, if I'm feeling really anxious, mm. I feel trapped. Okay, I have actually, you ever had that? Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, sometimes I do the bath a bit too hot. Yes, and I get in and I'm like, oh, this is going to be really soothing, and then I start sweating. <laughs> yeah, and then I actually almost have an anxiety attack. <laughs> yeah, so it's you've got to get a good balance. And you're like slightly like blanched. Yeah, yeah, you come out and your whole skin is red. And you're like lightly cooked. A bit like a lobster. Yeah, not not good. Um, not ideal. But um, so how has the last few weeks been uh for you, Kat, since we did the last pod? I've been I've been pretty busy, Maddie. Yeah. I've been seeing people. Doing You've been things. turning twenty six. I have been turning twenty six. Yes, mm-hmm. I was twenty six. Had my birthday party, which was really nice. It was so nice. Yeah, it was really great to see people. I feel like it looked really good as well that day. Yeah. I was wearing. Yeah, you did. Knee high leather boots. You were and on it. A chiffon kind of like roughly top. Yeah. Felt like a gay. Awesome powers. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I see that. It was a bit awesome powersy. Yeah. But hopefully hotter. Um yeah, no, it was really good. Do you know I really enjoyed seeing so many people and I had mm. lots of people staying at my house mm-hmm. and I loved having everyone in my house. Is that where everyone went? Because when yeah. I split from you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I loved you know when it's like so nice to have everyone over? Mm-hmm. But you also know when like when you're hosting. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this before, when you're hosting it can be quite exhausting. Oh yeah. And I have to say and I love my friends so much. Mm-hmm. But when everyone left, I was quite... You were really relieved. I was a little bit relieved. Yeah. Just from, like, having, like, being able to relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I get you. And, like, me and, like, my partner were just, like, we were, like, oh, okay. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. But with, like, with love in my heart. Yeah, with love, yeah. With total love and admiration in my heart. Yeah. I was, like, I'm glad now that I don't have to make sure that everyone's happy. Not that mm. anyone was demanding me mm. to make them happy. But it was really nice just to be like, okay, let's just do some domestic things and yeah. get the house in order. Like, I have been told before that when people stay, I can be a bit like touchy. 
What do you mean, touchy? About people, like, getting their things everywhere. <laughs> oh, right, and okay. I don't think I'm... I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm anal okay. about cleaning. Like, yeah. I think I'm... I mean, you can see my room. Yeah, it's tidy. It's, I would say right now it's not as tidy as I want it to be. Oh, I would say this is pretty tidy. Yeah, it's okay, but I... I feel like underneath I know right now that my like my drawers aren't in order. Oh, but that's the ins- that's like internal. Internal. Like, no one can see it. Yeah, no you one can know. see it, but I know. But yeah, I know, okay. and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have had friends. You know when someone comes to stay and then they put their bag down. Yeah. And then suddenly that floor space is gone where their bag is. Yeah. And then they put their jacket down and they put their things down and yeah. then they like and then before you know it, like you feel like you don't have much room left. Yeah, true. In your room. And I have been told by my friends before that, like, I have, like, done, like, annoying thing where I start folding their stuff because I feel like, mm. I don't know, I think it's probably a trauma response of, like, people coming to my room, but, like, I, I probably could work through it in therapy. But Did you have, like, more people in this bed? Was it, like, you and your partner and no, others? No, 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 it was no. just me and my partner. But I had, like, we have a we have a fold-out bed. Mm-hmm. That's an, a feature I didn't tell you about. We okay. Have, we have a fold-out bed downstairs. Um, So two people say that and my housemate went to stay at her boyfriend's so two, two friends stayed there oh, so cool. it was like a nice thing and then two friends came over yeah but yeah it was like i had such a nice birthday but the last two birthdays i've had like kind of like birthday parties mm. and i think my next birthday for 27 i think i actually want to go away okay yeah just you no maybe with maybe with with, with a partner. My partner yeah maybe <laughs> but all but like or just go away and or just not have a party okay yeah I think I don't want to have a party next yeah. next Fair year. Fair enough. And I had a great have time. A break. I had a great time having a party, but mm. now I think I'm ready to not do that. Do something else. For... To do something else. Maybe yeah. I want to go on holiday. I think it was really nice meeting your friends. Like I I I'd met um I met a few of them before um through like various things, but like it, I um a few of them I hadn't met and um I met your partner for the first time, which was so lovely um and i just think everybody like got on and then the vibe like got really good when we were doing the dancing when it was just like a smaller group (laughs) of us who had like stayed yeah um and then we were like dancing they had good music like the it was like good like boogieing music we were all having a good time got very sweaty it did get very sweaty i was yeah i was quite drunk as well it's quite sweaty um and then yeah it finished at like half 12 which is quite an ideal time to kind of leave um yeah i know i had a really nice time and i'm looking forward to getting to know your friends better Definitely. when i move in exactly um, yeah it was a it was a good birthday and good. i've had like i feel like i've had quite a busy like this mm. weekend was also quite a busy weekend I yeah saw, went to see two gigs oh yeah what were they like had like my partner is yeah. in like a punk band so mm-hmm. i saw like them which was amazing mm-hmm. like seeing them perform was great what do they do in the punk band they sing they sing which was really cool sing mm. slash scream yeah. like kind of like it's in punk a, in a punk way um, and like jump about <laughs> which is very cool um and then on sunday i saw my chemical romance <gasps> oh my gosh yeah. that's like our childhood like teenage angst all in one band i mean you assume it's it's never gone away no okay so it's still you now it's still me now probably inside but yeah i saw my chemical romance my friend uh miggy was like do you want a free ticket to see mcr and i was like but 100 yes do you know where it was where Milton Keynes. Oh, it was so far away, and I got home really late, which was pretty miserable Milton for a Sunday Keynes evening. Is not a great area. It's not. It's not. Um, really? I mean, I didn't really see it. Yeah. I mean, I did see the roundabouts, which I know is the stereotype. Well, but yeah. Anyway, how was your life? 
how's my life? How's your life doing since the last time we spoke on the podcast? Um, yeah, my life has been fine, really. I, I'm continuing with my month of theatre. This of is just like, I'm just seeing all of the theatre productions all at once. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to see Back to the Future, the musical, with my sister. It was our birthday present, like, to, for each other. Mm-hmm. Um and that was actually really good because I love the film. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of the film. I actually used to have a Back to the Future poster on my wall at uni. Um, and, like, I, I've seen all three of them. Um, the first one's a classic. And the musical was so well done. Like, I was wondering if it was going to be a bit cliche mm. because, like, they are, it's, it's basically the film. Have you seen the film? Nope. <gasps> okay, well, when I move in, we'll watch it. Yeah. Um, it's basically the film but with some songs in it. So um, they, they made it all really, really good. They had great um, sound effects. They had great staging, great costumes. You know, it was all, it was all very good. Um, my sister and I were highly impressed. Nice. So that was good. And then um, this weekend, I went to Oxford for the day with one of my best friends, Alice. She lives in Bristol and I, you know, live in London. So we decided because we hadn't seen each other for kind of over a month or so, we were like, well, why don't we meet somewhere in the middle? Um, And so we both got trains to Oxford. That's really cute. She actually first, as a joke, suggested that we meet in Didcot Parkway. (laughs) And I was like, "Mm, that's not going to happen. Why would, no. Um, So we met in Oxford. It was so, we had such a lovely day. The weather was pretty nice. So, like, we got to sit out in the sunshine, we went to the pub, we sat in a park, we walked around Oxford, like, it was just, like, a, a pretty nice day, we got we got to have, like, a proper catch-up. That's amazing. That's much better than, like, over the phone. It is, so much better seeing people in real life. Yeah, it was good, it's because she, she is actually coming around to London this weekend, I think, um, with her boyfriend, um, who, and who I still haven't met, which I'd like to meet, but... I'm actually going to be in Menorca. What? I'm going to Menorca going on away. Saturday. This is your first time being away since COVID. My first Fuck time off. being away since January 2020. Wow. I haven't been away since then. Um, I mean, this is out of the UK. I've I've done a few like staycations since then, but I haven't left the UK since January 2020. I'm going to Menorca for nine days with my family, my mum, stepdad, brother, and sister. We've just got this, we've got this like little villa um, near the beach and um, that's going to be like really nice. I'm planning to read two books mm-hmm. because... Modest? I think two books is a good <laughs> yeah, aim. Yeah, it's a good aim. Um, I actually need to finish my current book before we go um, because we can only t- we're only taking one suitcase in the hold and everything else is, ha- is hand luggage. Nice. So I have to be quite minimal. You do. That's fine because I'm going to be wearing Can't like the library. I'm going to be wearing, like, bikinis and shorts and T-shirts. Like, it's not... Very nice. Not very much. Um, Maybe a few dresses if I feel like it. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's that's kind of been my last few weeks. There's not too much. It's been quite busy. uh, Just, yeah, last... It's just been quite busy because it's GCSEs now. So, my GCSE tutoring pupils Mm. are all kind of go, go, go with their GCSEs. I've been running some extra sessions for them because they, you know, they have their maths exams and stuff. So um, that's been fine, yeah. But today the ball is in my court it is. because Cat is going to read my birth chart. <laughs> I am now, as we all know, I'm an astrology skeptic. Astrology hater. Hate. I wouldn't say hater. I would say maybe I used to be a hater. A degrader. 
I think I don't really think it has much merit. Mm-hmm. But I'm coming into this with an open mind. Kat's going to read some stuff about my birth chart and how and and a bit about herself and how we compare and things. So take it away, Kat. Okay. So your birth chart has a lot of different planets. Okay. However, mine I'm, or everyone's? Everyone's. Okay. However, I'm just going to focus on three. Instead of just looking at your sun, which you traditionally know as your star sign. Right. I'm also going to look at your moon and also your ascendant and its ruler. Okay. So we're going to look at three things today. Sure. Um, so we're gonna, I thought we'd start with um, your sun, since that's what you probably know about yourself, and then mm-hmm. go into your moon and then ascendant. I'm looking, I'm using, the resources that I'm using today are um, You Were Born For This, which is by Charney Nicholas, uh, who is an astrologist, and it's Astrology for Radical Self-Acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, it's a book, it's a physical this book. This is a physical book, uh, here. Yeah, that lovely ASMR <laughs> yeah. sound. And my friend Ava, who is very into astrology, recommended this to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually a pretty good book. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, I just like it. Good, if you like I just it, like that's it. fine. They also use Cafe Astrology because it's so fucking detailed. Great. It's like, the, look at that. Look how many wow, fucking that is, pages. Wow, that's a lot of information. So what Kat's done is put in some of my basic information, like my yeah. birthday, um, the time I was born. Mm-hmm. Which and was, just the location. Yeah, where I was born, that kind of stuff. So that would just like that would like change the position of the planets when you were born. It's like a snapshot. Yeah. So ba- I'm an Aries. You are an Aries. That's my sun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought we could go over this and then we can go over what you think and if you're still skeptical. Okay. But also, I think you know, I don't view, I don't view your birth chart or things like tarot as gospel. Mm-hmm. I do think it's an interesting way to like through which to see your life, you know. It, it, I understand it's a lens. It's a lens. It's a lens. Yeah, I think like especially cards. I think like cards can be really useful for like putting different things and making you think mm. about different things, and it's it's a tool of reflection. Yeah, essentially. I've never had my tarot read, so another time, ta- something for another, another day. My well, my partner Tavi could. Uh, do your do they do they read yeah they do oh okay another time maybe we could get tabs on yeah, get tabs on the pod on the, get tabs on the pod that'd be great and, and they could read my tarot thing yeah they read mine last night okay it's great great okay so okay. I'm, an, I'm an aries all right you are an aries okay so i'll read a little bit of both so this says the sun in the cardinal fire sign of aries is exalted what does that mean i don't know exalted i know exalt exaltation <coughs> Isn't that like excitement? I think so. I think that's kind of suits that. A higher powerful level. Right, okay. So powerful. Okay. Right. Afterwards it says strong. Cool. Energized. Independent. In the northern hemisphere, the sun's entrance into Aries is also the vernal equinox, the start of spring. For this um, from this moment on, the sun's warmth and light grow in intensity. The intensity is carried forth in those with sun in Aries. The sun exalted means that the sun functions with confidence in Aries. If your sun is exalted, it doesn't guarantee you a a life of ease and fame, but it does speak to a reservoir of strength for you to draw on when when you are in need. Ruled by Mars, Aries is a sign that wants you to demonstrate its ability to battle. If your sun is in Aries, you you must confront the stuff of life that is most important to you head on. As a cardinal fire sign, Aries initiates, takes action, and brings heat to any planet that resides within its domain. Hmm. 
Airy symbol is the ram. Ram represents renewal, in part because when they are when their fleece is shorn, it grows black. Not black. Grows black. It grows black. <laughs> it grows black. <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> this gives Aries an unstoppable kind of feel. Up against any obstacle, Aries doesn't back down. It needs a little stress to make things interesting. If you have a son in Aries, you are more than likely driven to prove yourself through acts of courage, bravery, and decisiveness. No. 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 Not at all. Okay. Um, but that can uh, drive. But that drive can easily become self-serving when the emphasis is on proving yourself right. Not every interaction is a duel, but your but to your son in Aries, the conflict is sometimes too tempting to ignore. When distorted, your son in Aries tends to f- towards a pushy, forceful, aggressive, arrogant, and inflammatory imp- persona. No. If you have this placement, you can always benefit from the kind of self-reflection that makes a thoughtful response possible. Right. So you're... I you're don't s- think I relate to most of what you just said. I'm a very non-confrontational person. I'm not pushy. I don't... I wouldn't say... I'd say you're pretty confident, and I'd say... I'm, conf- I'm confident. I'm not saying that none of this relates to me. I'm saying quite a lot of that doesn't. I'm not... I so, am, I'm decisive in some ways and not in others. So this one says i think this is quite different to what this says over here on cafe astrology right this says that you're a natural athlete uh well i i I definitely used to be quite athletic the body comes first with aries no at the very least their natural inclination is to use their bodies to get things done they're not given to long drawn out emotional moments nor are they big on planning ahead instead they live live their lives simply what is that's relatively true what is happening right now is important um is most important to aries impatience is a definite indefinite vice or impatience no, no, no. yeah impatience is a vice yeah and yeah i would agree with that innovation is a huge strength aries love to start anything new and they have trouble sitting still they're no. pioneers in whatever they do and <laughs> there is a very basic quality of bravery in these people that's unmistakable okay okay so i agree with i think impatience can be one of the things that i struggle with being a bit impatient but i also can sit still and do sleep a lot mm-hmm. so <laughs> so what then matters also is why the, so there are different houses and you're what is this like hogwarts yeah so you're, i'm a ravenclaw yeah. by the way I'm also a Ravenclaw. Well, I think that makes sense. I think we're both Ravenclaws. <laughs> yeah, we're nuts. But like, I also get a bit of Gryffindor. I'm like halfway mm. between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, but also fuck J.K. Rowling. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. thinking about this like nobody wrote. Nobody, nobody wrote. Nobody, Harry... wrote, yeah, just, nobody wrote Harry Potter. It's kind of weird that it just appeared. It just appeared. So um, strange. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine anyone calling you Hufflepuff? Um, my my sister's a Hufflepuff and she's an adamant Hufflepuff. Really? And I know a few other people who would probably be in Hufflepuff. Oh. And but is that's not a bad thing? I think they're just a bit like not really any of the others. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm like a, a I'm very happy to be a Ravenclaw. Yeah. I quite like. Yeah, I'm very happy to be a Ravenclaw yeah. too. Okay, thinking about okay, what is this so context you, of there, houses? There are diff- it's too difficult to even come to but right. basically the different houses mean how you express mm-hmm. those feelings of what was said in in your planet mm-hmm. how you in which form do you express that right and so you have your son in the 12th house and this says that and this is where your whatever planet you have is changed by what house it is in when you were born mm-hmm. so this says you have a tendency to be introspective and need some space and seclusion in order to pull up your strength. 
You may avoid the spotlight, and if you do find yourself in a public role, you tend to hide your true self behind that role. Because your will is directed inwards, you need to find a path to yourself that allows you to get away from it all, at least some of the time. Honour your need to be alone with yourself, but avoid over-identifying with your inner world to the point that you feel truly alone in a crowd. You shine when you serve others in some way. Your compassion sets you apart from others, but try to work with it rather than let your compassion work against you by reinforcing your own sense of loneliness. So mm. that's that's okay. the way that your sun is expressed. So yes, you are an Aries, but your Aries is in the 12th house. Right. Which How changed. many houses are there? Are there 12? Uh, it depends. There, the 12 there, are different, there are different house systems. Right. Um, that's confusing. Astrology is like very vast and very varied. There are so many different house systems. Um, and whatever website or whatever book you're reading is going to change interpretations of your birth chart based... doesn't that make it a bit harder to really understand it if everything's say, if everyone's well, no, saying different things well, it's about what you identify with it's about what kind of methodology you kind of identify with okay in a way but yeah so so okay so that was my son that was your son what, do you, we now what do, do you think what do you think about what do you think about that um what do you think about the 12th house placement that sounds strange to me like i just don't really understand but it. what it said about you yeah i think maybe some of it was relatable mm. i suppose um yeah but then i don't really have any comparison about like what it might have said if i was in the 11th house or something like that you know yeah. what i mean so that makes sense so so now so we also have my moon so that's another aspect isn't it and my moon is in gemini is that what your moon is in gemini right which is the same as you right no i thought my moon was in gemini oh. but actually no my moon is in aries Air- okay I have, Ar- I have an aries moon but um, you're a taurus sun a taurus sun right um but i'm a uh i'm a gemini venus okay Right, so let's think about my moon. Let's just, let's, there's too many let's words here. It's also Gemini season at the moment. Is it? So is this good for me or not good for me? It's not good or bad, it's just a Gemini season. Because that's what the current... Well, because that's the current star sign. That's the current star sign that we're in. It right? is, yeah. Okay, so... So my you. moon is in Gemini. So, here we go. Lunar Geminis are usually pleasant, witty, and charming people. Hey, I like that. At home and with the family, however, they can be moody and irritable at times. Mm. Isn't everyone? People with moon in Gemini are always interesting people. They have a finger in every pie, are curious to a fault, and are generally well-informed. Nervousness and worry are common traits with this lunar position. An an underlying restlessness is common, and many lunar Geminis need more stimulation than others mm. they usually read a lot there hey, you go. this does sound Talk like a lot. me <laughs> and i'm already interrupting you <laughs> yeah and think a lot uh with this airy mutable position of the moon so your moon is essentially your physical and emotional needs okay. your sun is your life's purpose right your to be fair you were talking about wanting to do stand-up and that's quite an airy thing to want to do is that's it? kind of like your life's purpose is like you I'd say, like, you don't have the total introspect... I don't know. I'm quite introspective. You are an introspective. I can see that on an emotional level. But in terms of maybe, like, your life's purpose is yeah. not very... is not very, like, an inward thing. Yeah. I'd say you're more like a social, out, like, mm. outward person. Um, but, yeah, so the moon symbolises basically your physical and emotional needs. 
So this is kind of a, the, the emotional realm, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the homes are often a perpetual work in progress. They generally dislike housework. What do you think? Housework. I'm not like a huge fan of housework. Okay. Well, but I will do it, obviously. Yeah, you better bloody do it when of we course, live together. Of course, of <laughs> course. I will, yeah. Um, but they are big on home improvement. Reorganising their homes in little and sometimes big ways seems to keep them happy, as mm. Luna Geminis are easily bored by both routine and consistency. No, that's Cons- not me. Constancy. No, I'm kind of the opposite of that. I um, quite like consistency. Often this is a reflection of their inner world. The grass is always greener applies here. Inwardly, Luna Geminis are often unsettled. Moon and Gemini parents are often... No, I don't need that. That's about children. Okay, let's see. I don't currently have any children, in case anyone was wondering. Um... Their openness to new ideas is admirable, though decisiveness and persistence take um, a blow as a result. Um, still, versatility um, and adapted, adaptabil- adaptability are some of the stronger traits of this position of the moon. When irritable, they can become snappy. Their moodiness is complicated. Mm. This is not um, the same kind of moodiness you'll find with water moon signs, for example. Usually difficult behaviour stems from inner restlessness. So this isn't a what? What's Gemini? Is the, What is that, like Earth? What what are they? Don't Fire. Know. I don't know all of these different, all of the Gemini different ones. Element. Say so it's probably oh it's air. Air. So my moon is an air sign. Moon is an what air sign. is Aries? A, what's Aries? Aries. I'm pretty sure is Earth. Right. Or maybe it's fire. Mm, might be fire actually. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, it's fire. So my sun is fire and my moon is air. Air. Okay. Yep. Sure. Okay. Um, so in short description, you have sharp intellect. You like literature and will adapt to all situations and social groups. Um, you work in contact with the public, literary occupations, like travel. Potential issues, lack of follow-up of ideas, indecision, may go back on decisions. And your moon is in the first house. Okay. And that means you're very sensitive, fantasise. Um, you're easily touched, moved and affected, sometimes shy, prudent and emotional. Your feelings are right out there for everyone to see. And you can come across as emotional and impatient or nurturing as ca- or caring or both. No, okay. Disagree with some Agreed. of that. I'm not really very emotional. People know me as being not super emotional as a person. Mm. Um, yeah, I see that. I, yeah, I'm quite good at like hiding how I'm really feeling mm. in, in, in social situations. Um, may go back on decisions. I'm not, I'm not very indecisive, so I'm not really sure about that. Mm. Um, um but i did like the beginning bit which was sharp intellect likes <laughs> literature and adapts to social groups yeah. i agree with those things so basically i agree with the positive things that you said yeah i obviously do have flaws um um and i think yeah i can sometimes i can um i'm sometimes i think my priorities aren't always the right priorities maybe mm-hmm. i prioritize like I don't always prioritise my well-being, whereas I do prioritise my social life. Mm. Um, so that's definitely something for me to work on. There you go. That's a bit of self-reflection there. Yeah, done a bit of self-reflection for everyone out there. Even if this doesn't resonate with you, you did some self-reflection. Yes. There you go. Okay, so then what's the final? The final thing you were talking about was something ascendant. This is your or... ascendant. Sounds like it's like in a sci-fi book. It does. It's a good word. I'm pretty sure there's been like a TV show. Probably, yeah. So your ascendant is an exact degree of the zodiac that was rising up over the eastern horizon at the moment you first took your first breath. Because of your, because of this, 
Your ascendant is incredibly personal to you, the most personal point in your chart. The degree of the zodiac on the eastern horizon changes every first minutes. Um, so the more exact you can get about your exact time of birth, the better it is. So the, uh, the ascendant point is always in a sign, which is also referred to as your rising sign. Okay. So what's my rising sign? Your rising sign is Taurus. Okay. So, let me find... so I'm an Aries, a Gemini, and a Taurus. You are. How so varied. Taurus is a earth sign. Okay. So if your ascendant is in the fixed earth sign of Taurus, you'll want to be known for your ability to stabilise available resources in order to make something beautiful and long-lasting out of them. Your Taurus ascendant knows how to bring beauty into form. Ruled by Venus, planet of love, relationship, connection, pleasure, and people-pleasing, Taurus mm. knows how to build a love nest that lasts. Ruling the neck, throat, and shoulders, your Taurus ascendant may want these areas, especially dawned with kisses, intoxicating elixirs, and bejazzled jaws. That doesn't that sound like you. doesn't sound like me. Um, Taurus's fixed nature um, makes you known for your stubbornness, but also your ability to ground and manifest the potential that passes others by. Your Taurus ascendant will remind you and others how to enjoy the simple pleasures of life. The sway of a tree branch, the sway of a hip, the sway of a sweetheart. That's a bit cringy, What's isn't it? What is this, a poem? It is a little bit, isn't it? Let's get back to the basics. Okay. Slow, steady, and capable are adjectives we can safely attach to the individuals born with a Taurus ascendant. These natives have tremendous stamina and staying power. They're often quite loyal to, loyal to those they care about. Uh-huh. Although they generally don't come on strong, they have a personal presence. Um, they fairly radiate um, stability. Um... The sign in the ascendant generally reveals how people start anything new. Taurus, by nature, is resistant to change. Mm, yep, that sounds right. <laughs> Same with me. That's my Taurus son. It can be difficult to sway Taurus rising natives. They're often rather stubborn and fixed in their ways. Their responses are to feel things out, not in a Pisces, not in a way a Pisces might attune to their environment, but in the realm of the five senses. They have a well-developed sense of smell and touch and respond um, to the material world. Um, that sounded that sounded quite accurate for me. Yeah. Theirs is a practical approach to life. Security is one of their foremost considerations before undertaking anything new. Taurus rising natives are often quite cautious and careful. With a fixed sign in the ascendant, they are not known for their flexibility. Rather, they possess um, a determined single-mindedness. More than most, Taurus rising prefers, prefers the good things in life. Self-indulgence can be a weakness. Taurus rising individuals prefer to dress in quality clothes with comfortable feel to them. <laughs> okay. They are rarely ostentatious in their presentation. Many have a strong and sturdy physique. <laughs> strong and sturdy? Yeah, strong and sturdy. Mm, not sure. So this is, your um, ascendant is in the second house, and this is the area of material security and values. Okay. It rules money and personal finances, a sense of self-worth, and basic values, personal possessions. They have a stability around them that is soothing and an inner harmony inner harmony that is attractive <laughs> inner harmony <laughs> not that... don't think i have an inner harmony i also am re- i don't prioritize money at all no. in the sense like that i would it's a privilege of mine that that i haven't ever had to be super worried about money mm-hmm. um but like earning having a job that's extremely well paid having like being wealthy or like i don't see that as success i see like living a happy healthy life as being success and money is i mean i'm kind of anti-capitalist so would agree yeah 
But um, yeah, definitely agreed with me being stubborn and often unflexible in some ways. So those are some of the things I probably need to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so we've we've read through my birth chart. Yeah. Didn't weren't you also going to look through our compatibility or something? I can't do our compatibility. It's not working on there because I have to pay for it, and I don't want to do that. Oh no, who's paying for stuff? Exactly, money. Exactly, I'm not. I'm not about that material world. So what do you, what do you think about what we talk? We just talked about. I feel like I feel like it's good to feel like maybe some things aren't you, but some things may feel like you. I think I don't know. These kind of things often sometimes are best done by yourself, and that give you like sort of time to sort of explore. It's astrology is like so vast. It's it's so hard to sort of whittle it down to sort of just like short statements about about a singular planet because they all interact mm. and that's why probably talking to someone that actually knows way more about astrology and how all your different planets and all your different signs and your houses interact is quite useful yeah but i just think that i don't know i just think with some of these things it's just a good tool for, tool for like self-reflection and i think yeah, I just think that's valuable just in that, whether it's real or not. I mean, I mean, what what is what is a real tool of reflection? Hmm. I mean, it's this is some you're always going to be influenced, even if you talk to other people, even when you're talking to a therapist, like you're being influenced by someone else. Yeah. In many ways, yes, you're being influenced by what this says that your son or sign or house is, but I do also feel like when you talk to people they are also sometimes projecting their own insecurities or their own experiences onto you. Mm. So, so it's a bit different with a therapist because a therapist has has training, yeah, has, has or usually a degree and has done a lot of research into the way that minds work and the way that trauma yeah. manifests itself. So I am a bit more trusting of what therapists say yeah. about me and my personality than something like this, which isn't really based in science. Mm. And I'm more of a someone who believes in science. But is like is like attachment theory based in science? Like what uh, is science? Do you yeah, mean? there is there is because you know they they look at like a lot of examples of, of of where these things have occurred in history and through and through people's interactions and like soci- sociology and stuff. Mm. But that's not necessarily like, that's not like necessarily objective science. No, and that's why some people might reject attachment theory, for example, yeah. or um what like what do you think about people you know who say that astrology really is kind of like believing in god that it's because it's literally made up it's a belief system yeah just like believing in god is a belief system we it's not proven that god is yeah god exists i feel like lots of things aren't i mean i don't want to go down the route but nothing's proven and go like total like um what's the opposite of a social realist mm. social unrealist so, a social unrealist um i'm not like anti-social realism mm. it's just that I don't, I don't know i i think that people should be able to believe what they want in many ways like re- religion is its own belief system and it's not that far-fetched from things like astrology to me mm. um i mean at least it's like based on like things you can actually see in some ways as in like if you're looking at a planet and like like that kind of thing that doesn't feel so as far-fetched as like things that we like read that i read about when i was younger in the bible and like mm. bushes going on fire even if it's symbolic or not 
Um, but yes, I do see like the danger in sort of like saying that this is like gospel. But I think that about mm. everything. I think you just have a healthy amount of skepticism about most things. So thinking about like in terms of compatibility with partners, have you and your partner have you like looked at your yeah. compatibility and looked at like and what did that say when you looked it up? Uh, I've always done it with every partner. Okay. Do I've you ne- do it with them or like behind their back? Behind their back. Okay. But I've never actually had a partner until now actually do it with me. Okay. <laughs> and I was actually quite nervous. Yeah. So what did it what did it say? Pretty compatible relative does it give you like a percentage no it doesn't give you a percentage that would be stressful it just takes every um every sign every like uh every planet and sort of says how you interact Mm. and i'm not gonna lie when it comes to like my past relationships Mm. i have seen like maybe it's because i'm looking for it and i'm very aware that i might have been looking for it but i definitely have seen like things like be very like like being like feel like things are resonating when I've like read through like compatibilities and like what things that said like why you weren't as compatible yeah and then it says it on the page yeah and I but that also might be because that's what I'm reading into mm. and what I see and what I don't but we are influenced by what if somebody interprets something you might be like oh that makes sense to me I feel like I was coming with it anyway and so I was seeing it mm. but um but yeah I don't know I think I think it's sometimes can be like a nice tool for reflection by yourself is the thing you don't seem uh, thoroughly convinced. Uh, I mean, what's it in the conclusion? So the conclusion of this this whole podcast, I'm really glad that you read me all of that stuff. I've never had that in depth, <laughs> that in depth reading of my of my of my different signs. I'm not coming away from this much more convinced than no. I was an hour ago. I should have prepared more. And... Um, but once i am open i i'm not against people following astrology as long as they don't consider it to be fact yeah it's not good when people th- or, or when people base their decisions on like oh this this chart said that me and you aren't that compatible so let's break up no oh, yeah like that would be foolish yeah it's it's i understand it being a tool but it has to come alongside logic mm. and science and the basis of reality and you can you i think you can use it if you want um as a good way to think about yourself and how your personality has progressed and how you like what your desires and things are but you also have to like know that it's not necessarily correct yeah i think you should always know that i mean it's difficult sometimes especially if you have things like anxiety but you have to also know that that you know yourself more than anyone else does yeah and also there's so many things like trauma and Mm. circumstance and nature nurture that interact so yeah it's not necessarily just about what the planets look like when you were born so the but you know what it is fun yeah, it was, yeah. Like, and I find it fun to, like... And maybe it's a self-indulgent thing. Mm. And maybe people who are into astrology are slightly self-interested or maybe. self-absorbed. But it's quite it's quite an interesting, fun thing to do. Like, yeah. Who doesn't like a quiz? I love a quiz. Um, not Usually I like general knowledge quizzes. Mm. Um, I see, or pop I like, culture I like quizzes. quizzes like, what kind of radish are you? Oh, yeah. Or what... Yeah, like, ones that I like if you were... I don't know, a beetle, which one, what colour would you be? I kind of like those, but I'm also, I don't think of them, like, I just think they're quite funny. Yeah. Like, um, me and uh, me and a few of my friends, we we did we actually did one of those BuzzFeed quizzes, which was, what type of bread are you? Oh, yeah, what'd you get? And we all got baguette. 
baguette. We baguette. All, we all got baguette. 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 Sorry, that's my pronunciation again. <laughs> baguette. Um, baguette, um, which is quite funny because um, we, so now as a joke, we call ourselves like the baguettes. I like that. Because we, we all, That'd like, be a good band name. we all got baguette wow. when we did this quiz. It's so, very similar. Which is kind of strange. That is strange. And, but then um, we, a few of us did the quiz again with different answers just to make sure it wasn't rigged. And there were different answers. Really? There was like ciabatta. There, I think there was bagel. There was a roll. Like there were other options, yeah. but we all got baguette, which wow. is quite funny. Um, well, so I do make love... sure that you have a little bit of logic with that and take yeah, that Yeah, I don't salt. actually think I'm a baguette. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do like baguette. I like eating baguettes. That's good. So, but I don't want to eat myself. I'm not a cannibal. That's, that's that's good. That's handy. Do you like baguettes? I do like baguettes. They're just quite good. I like cutting them in half and eating them, <laughs> eating them as an eating them as an open sandwich. That sounded like mildly like psychopathic. No, no, no. Cutting the baguette in half and like instead of putting stuffing it because like they're quite because they're quite dense. Like they're quite well, not like dense, but like it's hard to. I find it's hard to fit things inside the baguette, right? All right. So I. So I why are you making this sexual? I don't know. I prefer to cut them in half and then I, I like put stu- I put stuff on the top of each half and eat it as an open sandwich. I see. Do you understand? Yeah, I do see, I do see. Yeah. Fascinating. Instead of trying to put them together and forcing Spit. it into your mouth. <laughs> yeah. That's maybe a bit sexual. I do. <laughs> Very nice. Well, there you go. That's Good. your uh, that's your birth chart. You can take it or leave it. You can burn the book. Yeah, I'm, I mean it's your book, so I'm probably not going to burn it because <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a bit rude. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. I wonder, like, if any of you have done your birth chart readings or like are interested in astrology. I want to like make sure that you don't like. I'm I'm not like I'm not going to dislike anybody who believes in astrology. Sounds or like any... you are. Sounds no. like you're logically going to siphon off everyone that likes astrology which is why you and i have maintained our friendship (laughs) yes um no and uh yeah i i think people can can look at things in a different way if they want i just know that like talking to me about it you're going to get some skepticism some skepticism it's good it's good to have different variety in the world well thanks for reading that for me kat i'm glad um i'm glad and um yeah we're gonna end the podcast here so we hope that you've enjoyed listening and we'll see you again speak to you again soon yeah okay Bye. bye